Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, listeners, to Prevention's 365. Prevention is every day and in every way. I am so very happy to welcome you to a special podcast show today featuring our wonderful guests, both Mary and Mark DeAngelis. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm great, excited, happy to be here. So happy to have you, Mary. Thank you so much. Mark, how about you? Hello, Ada family, Ohana. Wonderful to have you, Mark. Tell us um, what what is your title with ADAP? Well, I'm the project manager working on this uh, this project. Um, I've been uh, involved with ADAP for for many years, uh, 20 years ago as a staff member for six years, but I've uh, been working on this project for about a year and a half. So, looking forward to talking a little bit more about it, but hearing Mary's story. Absolutely, Mary. Please tell our listeners uh, about yourself. Just a, just a bit who you are and and uh, what you do today. Okay, well, my name is Mary Hunt, and I am a former client of ADAP. Um, I came to ADAP in October 25th, 2019, and I am currently a nurse. Um, I am currently working two jobs. Um, one I just do on the side because I love doing the nursing. So I'm helping out a friend right now who needs it. And I also work in a hospital. So yeah, I'm good. Can I say a little thank you to, to Mary and all the nurses out there? I mean, this has been a crazy year and a half. Thank you, Mary, for Mary, the work that you do, you help to save lives beyond essential work you are um you are uh you're in really you do angelic work as an angel to help others who are in need and even obviously prior to covid but within covid uh your work and you are so valuable we are so appreciate appreciative of you it is most definitely a blessing for me you know i learn a lot and i'm, I'm grateful i'm grateful that i'm allowed to be in the position and able to do the job you know so absolutely I'm- and i I know, right, Mark? Mary must do this job extremely well. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank you. So today, uh, you know, this podcast, as I hope many of you know, our um, our faithful listeners, we uh, we focus on substance rehabilitation as well as prevention. Very important. And for anyone who know someone who maybe um, want to take a new lease on life to have a new sober lifestyle. We hope that you will extend our information uh, to them because we ADAP is always here and has been here for 50 years by next year, 2022, within the Los Angeles community. Uh, Today, we are so excited and it's so needed to talk about Olympia Academy. You can see the beautiful photo of the building that Mark uh, took. And this building has been um, actually an existing facility with ADAP for almost 20 years. Uh, Initially though, we wanna say that this was an inpatient facility for our wonderful adolescent youth who are probably um, have already started working or going to college and doing 
so well for themselves. Uh, we definitely miss the youth being there and helping them come to a better place in their lives. Uh, it did OA opened back in 2002 and had to close um, because of you know the requirements It became extremely expensive for ADAP to maintain. And that was in November of 2018. So Mark and uh, you know our, some of our other managers uh, and team are helping and our you know, loan officers, uh, Michael Banner, they're helping to bring OA uh, back to life. And it's, and it's going to be in its new um, compliant form. So we are super excited and yet there's a super need. Mary, our star for the show, is a beautiful testimony of what can happen when you make a different choice in your life and you stick to it. Um, Mary, I, I want to know, and I know our listeners want to know, Please share about how you first came to TC, which is ADAP's therapeutic community, the heartbeat of this agency. How did your journey start with ADAP? Please share with us. Um, well, my journey started on October 25th, 2019. Mm. Um, I came to ADAP because I was badly mangled. Um, I had a terrible drug addiction um, for many, many, many years. Um, most of my uh, teenage years on up into my adulthood, and I've been clean and sober for two years. Um, I made two years, October 25th. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. But, you know, the majority of my life, I was an addict. And um, I came to ADAP um, through a blessing, through um, a God-sent blessing, uh, God blessing, truly, because I had got pregnant. And um, mm. by me getting pregnant to me was the only thing that I could see for my future that was going to save my life. Mm. And I prayed for my son. I was told I couldn't have kids. I mean, it was just terrible, you know, and I really believed in my head that there was no other way out for me. So I ended up getting blessed with my son. And I knew then and there, that's when I needed to change my life around because it's not just about me anymore. You know, and badly wanted to without even having to have my son, but I couldn't do it. And so I ended up getting pregnant and um, I called uh, 611 and the first number they gave me was ADAP. Wow. And they gave, me, they gave me many numbers. And the first person I called was ADAP, the first people to accept me in. And that's where I started my journey. Wow. What a catalyst. You know, yeah. I mean. It's so great that you you came to that 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 strong realization that this is not just about me. Mm -hmm. I have That's really right. to really take care of my yeah. child inside me first. Yes, it was hard. It was very very hard. You know, this is not a. It's not easy. You know, coming up out of drug addiction, especially when you had it for so many years, you know, and becomes part of your life. That's like a person who works all the time. It becomes part of your daily life. It's a routine. You get used to it. Being an addict is the same thing. You get used to it. It becomes part of your life. And when you don't know no different, you just don't know. You know, and that's how I was. I didn't, I didn't know. I knew there was something else out there. I didn't know how to grasp for it. I didn't know how to reach for it. I didn't know where to begin. I felt hopeless. Um, I was ashamed. I didn't know how to ask for help. And then I felt like when I did ask for help, it just was, 
it just wasn't what I was looking for. You know, I was just felt like I was just like all over the place. And when I got to ADEP, they helped me. You know, they um, it helped me truly. You know, I'm ever grateful for ADEP. Forever grateful for ADEP. And I remember when I was in the TC, I used to tell um, the other clients there, I love ADEP, and they used to <laughs> laugh at me. But I meant it. They didn't understand the depth of what I meant when I said yeah. that they're helping me save my life. Correct. You know, they're helping me save my life. It's hard, but here I am today, you know, um, a testimony and hopefully for a lot of people. I, 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 I know that. I hope our listeners are uh, all ears, but beyond their ears, that the hearts are open, Mary, to receive your messages, to receive your testimony and to receive your strength. Uh, thank you so much um, for sharing that that beginning portion with us. We will be getting into more uh, mm -hmm. listeners, so please keep uh, keep on with us. Mark, I would like to um, I would like you to share your background and affiliation with ADAP, please. Okay, sure. I just wanted to say that you know Mary's you know going through the program for folks who haven't gone through a program, it's a tough program, um, but people yes. who go through the program they're turning their lives around and it's, it's so great to see people, you know, becoming uh, productive members of society and helping other people uh, sort of giving back. Um, but my, you know, as I mentioned uh, that I worked with ADAP uh, in administration and a various different roles back in the early nineties, I then went off and, and worked in business world. And I've been working on this project just as a, you know, a part-timer, um, helping out the team, be, you know, because uh, uh, they're they're fully engaged. The rest of the staff is fully engaged. So I'm putting in some right. time to help put this project forward. It's a it's a big project, and you yes. know, the city requirements um, are a lot bigger than what we thought they would be. Yes, when we started to renovate, you we're really basically rebuilding this entire facility. It's amazing. It is. It really it's is. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great facility uh, for women and their children, and I'm excited to see when that will finally be done. Um, but we're in the midst of it right now. It's very exciting, Mark. Um, very exciting. Very. You know, we did a Mary. We did a a, a Facebook Live podcast uh, po post. Uh, was it with just this week? And when we went through the building, it is amazing how many facets of this facility are going to be upgraded. I mean, it's going to be beautiful for the women and their children and uh, really looking forward to this. So Mark, we're, we're, ADAP is absolutely, without any doubts, uh, really so fortunate to have you on board with this project and taking that lead. Thank well, you, Mark. Thank you very yes, much. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, really appreciate your uh, professional, you know, ability and your knowledge. Your knowledge base is tremendous. When we were going through the the building, Mark, the way when you were looking uh, looking over the blueprints, I was just like in awe. I said, this is incredible. So it's, there are two levels, as you can see in the photograph, two levels, and it's basically a full house. Mark, again, how, how many rooms are uh, six? So we were, uh, uh, previously we were uh, licensed for 16 beds. 16, yes. So that would be, you know, if, if we have 12 women and four children, that counts as 16 beds. 
Right. So we know that 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 the the program is going to as people come in and out of the program that the, the number of children is going to fluctuate. Yes. So we want to make sure that we're able to handle you know however many that is, and that's yeah. The challenge is going to be, of course, we're not just going to you know babysit the children. We're sure. Engage the children, and um, help help uh, uh, teach the children and help them give them a head start. And some yes. of these are going to get a, a lot of a head start that they may not have, you know, have gotten in the past. Um, but this will be very helpful for them. I'm I'm very excited about this type of program because when we were looking for grants for this, I did a lot of research, and there was very very few programs that are right. specifically for women um, and their children. Um, and so this mm -hmm. is one of the just a handful, and I'm saying like five programs across LA County. Wow. Very small. Very small. And we're going to go into that more, uh, Mark and Mary, later into the podcast. Um, it's going to be very interesting what we're going to uh, continue to talk about. And, you know, this leads me back then to, to Mary, you know, uh, when you were explaining to our sharing with our listeners um, about how you first came to TC. And then Mark, when you, you know, also shared your perspective, I, I couldn't help but remember when I had first started at ADAP, um, which was now, I can't believe this, but two decades ago, and I'm so oh. grateful for that time that I've had with ADAP and with the client population and with the staff and the board members. Um, I was told though, at the very beginning, if you can make it through ADAP, Mary, you've got to agree with this. You can do anything. <laughs> and when I heard that at first, back in 2001, I don't know if it was Mike Watanabe who told me, someone told me, Al, I'm not sure. But they said, if you can graduate from ADAP, if the clients can graduate from ADAP, they will get through anything. Yes. You know, I um, I did. I completed uh, my course uh, in the TC. And then I also went to outpatient with ADAP. Uh -huh. So I continued on with ADAP. Part of ADAP. I double yeah. the pleasure of dealing with ADAP. And I'm, like I said, forever grateful. You know, I think I'm grateful. So Mary, you know, on that subject, I, my, my, my question to you is that I, I want you to share with the listeners, what was the reason that you, that you chose TC? I want you to share more about the significance of receiving treatment at, at ADAP and at TC and even outpatient. What, well, what was the reason you chose when uh, 611 gave you that number? Well, honestly, I really didn't know what a TC was. I never, um, this was my first time um, trying to recover from my addiction, especially yeah. my, um I, so I, I didn't know what a TC was. I didn't know what anything was or anything. When I got there, I was scared. I was scared. You know, I didn't want to be there. It was, oh, it was hard. It was hard, you know, but I had to reprogram my thoughts and uh, let myself know why I'm here. And um, if I allow it to work, it will work, you know, because when you first get there, you, you think like, you know, you're so your mind is so trained to all of these negative things and then not wanting to have the help. And so you come up with like all these ideas and not allowing and trying to understand what the TC is there for. And that's to help you, you know, and that's what I had to realize that these people are trying to help me, you know, and it was extremely hard. Um, 
I had to basically reprogram my thoughts. I had to do a lot of writing. Um, I had to go over my writing and reread it. And I would write about anything. Every, every day, every night before I went to bed, I would write pages of just how my day was. And I would go back and reflect on it and see what part it was that was so hard for me. And then the next day, I would try to work on that. Mm-hmm. And things just started getting better. You know, uh, I started allowing them to help me and shutting up sitting down mm. and uh, putting the cotton in my mouth and just uh, doing what they tell me to do, you know, and wow. being like, you don't like people telling you what to do. You know, you right. just, you know, you're used to living your life the way you want to, how you want to, and you're not being a part of society or any of that, you know? Um, and that's basically what I had to do. I had to just sit down shut up and allow them to um, work their magic on me. Cause I know I was, I was terrible, you know, in some situations, you know, I had a lot of uh, spots that were really hard for me. Some spots were more harder than others. Sure. Yeah. So um, the places that were, that was hard for me and I had to really just like try to humble myself with that. So humility, it okay. sounds like Mary, humility and compliance was kind of your two really seems and correct me if I'm wrong, but two of a very important driving forces. Is that correct? Yes, most definitely, most definitely. And sometimes when you're in recovering, when you're recovering, you have to um, be humiliated because I mean, you yeah. can't, you, you, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I had to do. Um, now today, I don't see it as that. I see it as uh, help, right. you know? You know, yeah. the time it was like you can't tell me you can't you know and you know you're not right <laughs> I'm right you know just all the yeah. all these things that's trying to block me from receiving the help that I badly needed you know so most definitely the humbleness that's where the humbleness had to kick in and I had to allow myself uh, for the humiliation and uh, and the sad thing about it was it wasn't even really humiliation it was just I was gonna say that understanding and uh, not knowing you know, that's what it was. It's so hard just to add on what you said, Mary. I mean, it's so hard, even without substance abuse uh, Correct. issue, for someone to be so vulnerable to that's have right. someone else give them critique in order to improve themselves. That's very hard for people. We grew up in a society where we think that we can handle them in ourselves and always know how to take care of ourselves. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes we have to say, a deep breath and yeah. listen to what someone else has to say because you know what they're trying to help me and I can't always do everything myself you know what I did notice though the things that ADAP have taught me applies to the real world that's right uh, it, it applies to the real world and um because like when my boss tells me something, you know what I mean? Like when your boss tells you to do something or you're just working and the people in the, the environment that you're in, you know, sometimes you have to stop and just be like, okay, you know, weigh your options. You can't just jump off at the mouth. It's not always going to be your way. You know, you just have to just stop in the humiliate, the humiliation or whatever it may be or how you feel about it. Sometimes that's just what you have to do, you know, and that sometimes I get like that. In the, sometimes my boss is like, look, you need to slow down. And sometimes everyone is like, look, no, but you know he's right you know what I mean I have to stop and look and just and uh reassess yeah reassess you know what I mean and um I don't take anything too personal nowadays you know so yeah I mean whatever you do in life there's always going to be times when you make a mistake that's right you have a boss 
and they're going to say you need to do it this way. It's yes. just the way the world works. We all right. have this, and we're all going to make mistakes, and we just have to go. Okay, that's a part of life. Move on. I'll, I'll take that. Thank you, and move on. <laughs> so in TC, right? Isn't that right, Mary? They call that LEs. Your learning experiences. Most definitely. That applies to life, and that's why to you know, ADAP is so. Um, it's just so vital because it's not only just the substance rehab that takes place. It's actually the learning to become, to become self-sufficient. Yes. That part. And be able to function. Right. Yes. And you know, you don't, rec you don't recognize that when you're there. No. I see a lot of ADAP in me today that I couldn't see then. Cause I'm like, wow, I learned that from ADAP. That's you right. know, I, see a lot of ADAP in me, them learning experiences and, you know, uh, talks with Mr. Simpson and, you know, just like, Absolutely. then I was like, oh, this is crazy. But today right. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, they were right. They were right. That, so, right. that usually happens. You can apply it to anyone. I won't put any names. I always say, <laughs> give you about 10 years. You're going to come back and say, dang, you were right. Yeah. And yeah. that is the case. We can all relate. And that's the thing about ADAP. They teach you how to live your life. That's right. How to live life in the real world. You know, it's not just they throwing things at you or anything like that. It all is going to be part of your life once you like really get to where you want to be. You're going to recognize and realize, like, okay, I see now. I get it. I get it. So Mary, you know, talking, I'm just thinking also uh, when you meant, as you, um, we mentioned James Stinson, who is a present director of therapeutic community of TC, when you were with your child and you, I guess you had given birth to your son, um, you know, uh, TC does welcome mothers. And obviously now with this new OA facility, this is specifically geared for mothers and their children was you you having your son him being the light of your life and the real um the catalyst for your change was did that also influence your decision to join um, ADAP? i was there at Tell the us about that I did, um i didn't have my son when i was there at the tc i did get visits because the detriment of my addiction um there i um needed to work on myself before um I got my son back right. and at the time I couldn't see that, but now I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything ADAP has done for me. But you know, at the time I couldn't see that cause I was always questioning like, well, I've done this. I completed this. Why I can't get my son back. Right. But <laughs> they really had to show me like the, the severity of my addiction and what I needed to work on because I can't, I, to me, yeah, I'm fine. You know, right. I'm fine. But I did get visits with my son. ADAP helped me tremendously with courts, um, going to court, getting visits with my son. Wonderful. And things like that. Um, and there were women there that did have their kids, you know, and it was it was it was a blessing. You know, um, I didn't have my son there with me, um, but he did come and visit me on the holidays. He would stay all day and things like that. And that was just a blessing. Just yeah. by itself, you know, and at the time I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to have my son with me because. Mm. I would have um, been uh, thinking that I was ready for something that I wasn't ready for. Right. You know, so I'm glad everything did work out the way that it did. Um, I didn't get my son back until I was like completely stable until I, uh, I was already getting ready to graduate and things like that. I had 
I was putting my feet in front of each other. You know what I mean? I wasn't being stagnated. So, and then I had got my son back. My case just closed on September of this year. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, but uh, it's a blessing, you know, with people there that can have their kids there with them. You know, it okay. is, it's a true blessing. Um, it's a great program because a lot of places don't allow that. Yeah, so do you mind if we ask that kind of question that we were talking about for you to show about um, the, you know, what are your thoughts on having a single gender, like just all women program? Um, and do you think that one might be helpful? Or do you think that might, might uh, improve, you know, results um, by having it just women and children versus a, a program that is uh, includes both genders? Most definitely. Most definitely, mm-hmm. uh, because drug addiction, it's serious. It's serious. And you have a lot of women that are having babies and don't know their way out, you know, and we need to stay focused on our purpose when we're trying to get clean and sober and know that our focus is getting our kids back, taking care of our kids. How are we going to continue to take care of our kids once we leave ADAP? And that's what ADAP helps you with. They make sure that you know what you need to do before you leave. It's not just uh, a plan that's just laid out and now we're going to throw this at you. Now you got to figure it out yourself. No, they lay down the platform for you. You know, And I believe that having a all gender facility, especially with women, is an amazing idea because yeah. you know what you're there for, your purpose, you know, your focus, um, your parenting classes and whatever classes that there may be, you know, you can focus on those. Yeah, what I think is amazing is if I can just add to please, yes. Mary, is that, you know, every every person that's in the program has an individual treatment plan, right? Treatment plan. Uh, is going to be different from another per- woman's plan, uh, different from That's another woman's plan. You point. may all have, you may all have children, for example. Mm-hmm. But you know, there may be different issues that you're working on. There's different things with court, and and so your the counselors know that, and you're all working together on your personal plan to help you, you know, graduate and become the person that you're meant to be. Right. But, you know, I, I think that's you know. I think that it's that's a great uh, pathway that people sometimes don't really understand that that aspect mm-hmm. of that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it might also help you recognize maybe a problem that you didn't even recognize that you had. <laughs> um, for all, you know, it might just help you recognize like, oh, you know, I, I didn't know I couldn't do this. And here it is, you know, just from another um, female's perspective or whatever it is that they're going through. Oh, okay, you know, so that could be a big help too. What you both shared, Mary and Mark, is so um, it's so inspirational, you see, and I hope that the mothers um, who are listening and even people who may know mothers who are struggling with drug addiction will really open, like I mentioned when we started, open their hearts to what both you and Mary are, are talking about in terms of the treatment at ADAP and, you know, the possibilities that are really endless for mothers with their child or children. It's very important. And, and you give you give that hope. Mm-hmm. And that is so key, especially, you know, not just in the world of addiction, but you know, especially this time frame, end of the year, holidays, it can, you know, it can um, it can just be difficult. So yes. your story is a really beautiful one of hope and just to go forward and keep your 
keep keep going forward. It's very important. And with that humility and, um, you know, an ability to to say, OK, just to say, OK, and I will comply. You know, I also um, I, I mentor young women, you know, that are either on drugs or are that have kids and, you know, um, just living maybe a, a wild life or anything like that. So I'm all for the, um, the opening of what is it? OA. Away, yes. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know. So well, I, we'll, we'll definitely call on you because you know I, I'm I'm also I've been a 20 year mentor in professional development at USC, but mentoring to me is hugely important, and it's yes. a very very giving of you. And if, if we're talking, this is a season of giving, That's so to right. speak. Um, Correct. Give of your time um, to, to to mentor people because and it makes a difference. You don't mm -hmm. always get a lot of things. Really does, Mary. You get some things, but you know, it 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 truly makes a difference. You're impacting someone's trajectory. That's right. Yeah. Thank oh. you so much. Yes, Mark, go ahead. I just wanted to say I don't know if we're going to get a chance to talk about it, but there, you know, since we are talking about giving, there are some things that yes, we're thinking about this program and some things that the program could need. You know. Obviously, we're going to get the right plumbing in there and the tiling and the electrical work and the framing and all that stuff. That's that's part of our, you know, loans that we're, we've been putting together uh, to get. But then there's some things that are sort of outside of that, that, you know, as we think about, you know, people, they want to help out um, that are that we can really use. So I know that we're going to have children in the ages of zero to five you know, making sure that we have the right computers and tablets um, to help with learning. You know, kids today, they have to know that technology and it's a must that help them um, get a head start. Yes, we still have books and, and toys and things like that. But, you know, these type of things would also be helpful. We will have a, you know, an outside area for the women and the children to, you know, to relax and wind down. Um, but, you know, it might be nice to have a, a nicer couple of tables versus the ones that the program will call for. Um, same thing with umbrellas and, and, you know, keeping the sun out. And so there's, there's, there's sort of tactical things like that, that, if, you know, if someone is wanting to help out in that perspective, um, it, you know, those are ways to go a little bit above and beyond um to, to to help make this place look look and feel as much as a home as a home that's right experience as we can um and again all all that stuff really helps with improving the results um and, and having you know more um more women graduate uh lower recidivism which is a which mary i gotta say is you you went to one program and you came you are an exception. Except, yeah. You know, um, and, and exceptional. And exceptional. <laughs> and exceptional, Mary. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it does happen. Recidivism happens and people relapse. That's um, right. And then come, they come back. That is a, actually a sort of a natural course of, for a number of people, not everyone. Um, and so, uh, you, know, you know, reducing that rate is super important as well. That's right. That's right. And we're, and uh, for the listeners, you know, and those who are uh, all interested, or if you know someone who is interested, we're definitely going to have that, um, you know, listed out and available for you to take a look at again. But you, uh, you can always call um, ADAP 
and get a hold of any one of us and we are more than happy um, to help you you know with that process of um, you know helping us out with OA. Uh, Mark, you know before we uh, and Mary before we come to a to a close uh, in just a little bit here, Mark, I wanted to ask you too, can you share with our listeners what uh, what are some of your motivations about you know you being so instrumental in this rebirth of uh, Olympia Academy? Well, I mean, I've, I've been, I was a staff and I've also been a long-term supporter, financial yes. supporter Thank you. Um, yes. for, for 20 years because I believe in the cause. I saw firsthand by working working there and I've been fortunate in my life. And so I do like to give back. I mean, ADEP's not the only place I give back. I give back to a number of different causes and organizations, but ADEP is one of the larger ones that I give a little bit more Money. Yes. And part of it is because of my friendships that I've established there, but also because I know it works. That's right. And it's needed. And um and and I I I have the ability to to do so. So that's that's sort of my the motivation. When when Mike Watanabe approached me about seeing if I could help out a few hours a week, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a full-time staff. I'm I'm you know helping out on a consulting basis on a you know a few hours a week right basis um because everyone else was was tied up with with their full-time responsibility i said yes i'd like to do that and so thank you mark fortunate yeah. to be able yeah. to continue on to this project it's it's been something where i've learned a lot and mm. i'm very excited to see what will be the the final outcome of this it's going to be terrific you know we've been talking about it for more than a year and it's just yes. it you know if anyone is been in construction and renovation right now yes <laughs> there's a lot more to it especially now during covid yes there's a lot of there's a lot of uh demand for this type of work so that means you know finding folks is taking longer things have gone up and, right and that type of thing so not to belabor the point but that's sort of one of the reasons it's taken a little bit longer the planning of it's we're yes. really building this place and and not to you know forget the supply chain uh you know our, our renovations here and our that doesn't even compare to the size of away it's it's there's a lot of delays so we are really appreciative mark of all the time that you also put in with this and the patience that it requires oh thank you yes thank you so much mark um mary you know today uh with you and mark has been so important and you know, it's, um, it's perfect that this is our last podcast for, uh, you know, 2021. And uh, because this is really, a, this has become a conversation about, you know, from the impossible, Mary, you make it, you made it possible for yourself. And your son coming into this world um, really was, you know, your sunlight and led you on to a completely new, bright path. I want to know, Mary, from you, please share your final thoughts, you know, any words of encouragement and, um, or wisdom that you absolutely, you have, we're just all ears for, for us and also for our listeners. Well, <clears throat> I have came a very long way, but um, I do also attend my um, AA meetings and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um one of the things that I learned was you have to get out of yourself, you know, and that's what I try to do a lot. I try to get out of myself. I try to help people. Um, I love helping people. I love helping people. Um, I'm, 
I want to start writing a book. I already have the name for it. I want to write a book um, just about my journey in life. And um, wonderful. But uh, and <laughs> is you know you have to it, don't be scared. You have to ask for help. Ask for help and be willing to accept it. You know, um, there is so much out here in this world. There is so much out here, and I want to explore it all as much as I can. You know, um, and I want to take people with me. You know, I don't want to do this by myself. You know, I love helping people. I have a few young girls that I mentor. I go downtown. I feed people. Um, I stop on the street and just talk to people. If I see somebody just like down and out, I'll stop just to have a conversation with them, take them to get something to eat. So it's always good to give back, to help other people. Um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and I teach my son to do the same thing. I he's two years old. I teach him to do the same thing, um, and just I don't know. It was I'm still amazed. You know, I, I'm still amazed. Some days I wake up and I just I just gotta say thank you, God, and um, like I said, always to try to include somebody in my life that may not be where I'm at today. You know, um, even if it's with my patients. Um, if it's somebody that's on the street, downtown, family members, whatever it may be, you know, that's that's just my motto is to get out of myself and to help other people. Yeah. Mary, you and you inspire me. And I know you are going to touch our listeners hearts. And, you know, when that book comes out, um, I I would like one of the first signed copies, please. Of course. <laughs> want to be called the boy who gave birth to his mother. Whoa, oh, Mary. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Very provocative. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. yeah. My son is what helped me open my eyes. It's like he gave birth to me, open helped me open my eyes to be the person that I am today. So when it when I get done, I most definitely ADAP uh, uh I do will I would love to share some of the proceeds with ADAP. Of course, um, yeah, you know, so. Well, you're truly an inspiration, Mary. I mean that, you know, I mean, this, your story is, is you know, hopefully this podcast is going to go to our current um, residents as well because they yes. need to hear your story. They need to, to hear you. To know that, hey, here's somebody that went through the program, said it was hard, was vulnerable. She listened. It wasn't easy. She made it through. Uh -huh. She's a success. That's right. She's, you know, her son's only two years old, but of course he's proud of his mama. You know what yeah. I mean? You're oh, just yeah. great. And another thing that I would like to share is that even like, I'm still scared. I still get scared of reaching certain obstacles in That's my natural. life. I'm scared to do this, you know, but sometimes you have to do it, you know, and now I'm grateful. I'm happy. I'm excited. Um, this is just something else that I get to put in my book that I did, you know, um, so just, you know, it's life can be scary, you know, especially when you're trying to turn your life around and do something different. It's scary. And that's a lot of a lot of the times that's what stops us from getting to where we want to be or be the person that we think we should be or want to be, you know, and sometimes you got to face that fear. Because, like I said, I'm still scared on some of the things that I have to do. Not every day I want to wake up and go to work and work 16 hours a day. You know what I mean? Mm. But I got to do it, you know. And at the end of the day, guess what? I'm 
happy I did it. That's right. Happy I did it. Everyone who has probably new experience is still scared of things. That's yeah, right. <laughs> that's part of life. It's part of life. Yeah. Oh. Well, it, it comes to, you know, ADEP's motto um, of that people need people. people so need just as Mary, it's important. And, you know, the clients and anyone hearing this, even though you came to ADAP for our help, actually, it's so beautiful. Mary, we also look to you. And as a nurse, as an essential worker, uh, the life giving that you do, we come to you. So always remember your value and to our clients, those who are have been with, with us may need to come back or have gone on forward or to our and to our present clients and any future clients, your story can be just this in your own way. And uh, ADAP is always here. And uh, for any questions that you may have, you can always reach us through our website, which is www.adapinc.org, uh, calling the corporate office at 2900 Crenshaw Boulevard, Los Angeles, 90016. And um, our number is again, 323-293-6284. And uh, TC is open 24 seven. Big love and kudos to James Stinson, who runs a 24-hour ship at ADAP. And to all <laughs> there, they are amazing. And um, Mark, anything else you would also like to share? No. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Happy holidays. Remember, Mark, holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays to everyone. And remember, prevention is every day and in every way. Hope to see you soon, friends. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.